Welcome to the Broken Spines at the End of the World podcast. In today's episode, we're going to take a much deeper look at our actual writing because November is NaNoWriMo month and we participated in a way we didn't go for the 50,000 words. We'll get to that. But in this episode, we really want to like talk about how we write and a little bit more of who we are and what this story is supposed to become. We actually got sent in some questions from a listener. So thank you very much for that. Yes, um, thank you, Eileen. If you have any questions whatsoever about our writing or reading, feel free to ask them. Um, you find us on Instagram. Yes, ask away. That makes it a lot easier for us to decide what we want to talk about in our episodes. <laughs> makes me feel so professional too. Like, yes. We've got questions sent in, you know. <laughs> it's so real now. So what are those questions? Well, we can start with the questions and then we'll probably move on to talking about NaNoWriMo yeah. eventually anyway. So one of the first questions that she asked us is like, where is Sarah from? Because Ilan is my friend and she knows that I'm Belgian. So, but I'm just going to say it anyway for the people who don't know me and, uh, we're wondering the same thing, but like the other way around. So my name is Ellen. I am 32 years old and I live just outside of Bruges in Belgium. What about you, Sarah? Well, my, my name is Sarah. Um, I'm from Switzerland. I'm 29. Going to be 30 soon-ish, um, which is exciting. And yeah, I live in the countryside just outside Winterthur, if that tells you anything at all Winterthur which as the name suggests is not a ski place yes Ellen has been very disappointed it does <laughs> not make any visit. sense how can you call a place Winterthur and then not do any wintry stuff there it does not make sense to me at all well, marketing wise not the best idea <laughs> I will I will tell them Yes, tell them. And anybody I see in the streets, I'll go like, where is the ski lodge? <laughs> I mean, Please I'm sure they film yourself as you do this. <laughs> I'm sure they can use some more weirdos there. I could be one of them, you know. <laughs> Next time yeah. I'm around, I will like be the weird tourists and ask everyone where the ski lodge is. I will I will do that for you. That is a good plan. I will get my camera ready. Good. Real quick, the background of what actually brought us together to write. Um, we have because, talked about this before, haven't we? Yes, but they may have missed it, Sarah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, Or they course. may have forgotten. So oh, I was just confused. I was not touching. We have talked about it. I was just... Um, but I'm just going I to imagine things. <laughs> yeah, go on. I'm just going to repeat myself really like in short. Sarah and I met on Instagram because we both talk about As books on there. Yeah. We started to talk about books at first, like the books that we've read. And then eventually we got talking about our writing and other stuff, like just 
life stuff and we became friends because we're actually very alike and at one point I sent Sarah like a little writing idea prompt thingy that I had found online and it said vampires in world war ii would mean and then bullet points of how the vampires would behave and I sent it to her and I said I want to write this but I want to make it world war one write it with me and she said yes obviously what else should I say so we researched for like six months I think on and off we built our characters we um, built the mythological stuff around it and we researched what events from the first world war we wanted to include and then from there we decided on like basic plot line and we started to write that was March of this year we actually started to write oh my god that was March yeah everything before that was research are you telling me we did this in six months yes oh my god who are we (laughs) amazing that's what we are I have just a little side note. I have no sense of time whatsoever. So you could ask me this question. I'd be like, I met her, who knows, maybe five years ago. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I'm not really sure. When did you start writing? Yesterday or maybe three years ago? I'm not really sure. Six months. Yes. Wow. Exactly. I just grew a little prouder now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did this amazing thing in six months. Um, So that's basically in a nutshell who we are and what got us to the point we're at today. Um, The next question on my list is how do we structure our writing specifically? How do we co-write and is it difficult to co-write a book? Silence. Crickets in the distance. <laughs> no, I was not paying attention. I forgot the first part of the question again. Um, how, how do we, we structure, structure our writing? Yeah. Um, well, we did. I think the nature of co-writing um, involves plotting. Mm-hmm. there's different styles of writing right there's the ones who plot and there's the ones who just have a general idea and they go in and they see where they end up um which is fine for them it's not really what I do me neither I usually plot whatever I write unless it's short stories um but I think if you're co-writing you can't really get around the plotting mm-hmm. because there's two brains and even if you give the brains a character, they will go in completely different directions. Um, So if you want to end up with a coherent story, I think you sort of have to plot. So what we did is we came up with characters first. Yes. And then we added and added and added more characters. And we then gave the characters a storyline. We gave them a story arc an origin story basically and then we gave them a storyline within the time span of the first world war and then we added and added and added which is why this is now the first book in a series (laughs) and not a standalone (laughs) 
it was supposed to be a standalone and then we got really excited and well we joked about it could be a series i'm pretty sure it's not a joke anymore no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's at least a 30 now yes. with the potential of the world expanding like beyond that trilogy yes. with different characters we have plans people yeah big plans big 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 plans on a practical like thingy level. um level yes thank you <laughs> we that's why we're a... co-writers you know exactly <laughs> when i can't think of a basic word like level <laughs> then, that then that's where i come in <laughs> so we have a shared google drive folder where oh, we... it's the nitty-gritty technical stuff now okay yeah i thought that might be interesting sure sure yeah I mean, also, like, we have the added complication of not actually living in the yes. same country and exactly. starting to write together without ever meeting in person, mm -hmm. which we have since, but we didn't at first. So. No. Yes. Um, so we have a, a shared folder where we put all of our ideas and, like, notes and the eventual draft. We plot through Zoom meetings late night voicemails lots and lots of voice memos sent through whatsapp <laughs> really <laughs> this book could not happen without technology so thank you <laughs> thank you internet uh, the voice memos are my favorite thing because it's usually when one of us mostly me i feel gets super excited or sucked into like uh, a thought and i just have to share it so I will just go on rants <laughs> and send Sarah these really inconsistent, chaotic voice memos explaining my thought process. Well, I love it when I look at my phone and I have like seven voice memos and each are like two minutes long and I just know <laughs> she deep dived into something. Uh, yeah, that's just how my brain works. I always get like ideas when I'm like taking a shower or out for a walk, like especially when there is no pen and paper anywhere near me, my brain will go, ooh, have you thought about this? So now I can send Sarah voice messages when I'm walking the dog. And then at least I remember the idea when I get back home. <laughs> So, yeah. Also, by the oh. time you're back home, the idea has changed because I've given my two cents. <laughs> we've spun it into a sequel. Exactly. So all of those notes and ideas go into this shared folder. Um, it's our treasure trove, basically. Everything's in there. Um, and yeah, that's that's how we co-write. We each have like characters that we focus on, and those characters then meet each other. The story progresses. Everything has like sort of cause and effect for all of the characters, basically. Which is funny, um, actually, because we didn't set out to separate the characters. In like, no. those are your characters, and these are my characters, and we write accordingly um <clears throat> it's it just, just sort of naturally <laughs> developed into which characters we understand better than the other mm -hmm. and we focus on those yeah 
which I think works brilliantly because I would never have written Emiran, for example, the way you would have. She would be a completely different character if I had written her, but I love her the way that you mm. have written her. Same with Theo. I just, I would never have come to those like conclusions, those motivations. So, um, so yeah, that's a bit like on the structure and the how, very specifically, practically and stuff. Uh, is it difficult as co-writing? I don't feel like it is. I love it. Me neither. I feel it's very easy. Uh, well, as easy as writing ever is. I'm not saying it's easy, but I I see mostly the benefits mm-hmm. of the co-writing because when I'm writing alone, I only have my own brain to discuss yes. things with and that can get very tiresome after a while. And lonely. I feel writing is so lonely sometimes because it's just you sitting behind your computer or like at a table writing things on paper. It's just you. And now I have like the added motivation when you text me going, I wrote this chapter and I'm like, oh, I have to go and look. (laughs) And then I get motivated reading what you've written. And then I can sort of like do my little thing off of that in my next chapter to progress the story and yeah it's just so much fun (laughs) also um the little celebrations when you've written something when you finish something you get to share that with someone who really truly understands Mm -hmm. um when i wrote the last chapter for emeran um it hit me that we're almost done with the first draft Mm -hmm. and i got really giddy and happy and I was at my brother's at the time and you were doing something, paid work probably. Ugh. <laughs> you were busy and I couldn't reach you. <laughs> so I told my brother, hey, I'm really happy right now because I've accomplished this and I want to celebrate. But Ellen is busy. Can you please go? Yay. And then he went, yay. <laughs> and <it's> just, <laughs> it does not hit the same, you know. <laughs> because of course he's happy for me and he's proud and maybe surprised that you know uh we do that but it's not the same it's just never is the same no we're in this together you and me yes also we have again we have that benefit of discussing where the Mm -hmm. story is supposed to go how the characters would act what their motivation is what we want them to end up um doing or feeling or what the moral of the story should be if we're somehow getting distracted by something unimportant stuff like that that you just you cannot get out of your own head and if your own head is the only one you have to discuss this stuff with it gets very difficult Mm -hmm. because at some point you're like okay am I still seeing the big picture or am I just stuck somewhere in a corner and I'm thinking that the description of whatever the fuck is happening is super important right now um and if I have you you can come in and tell me Sara what the fuck are you doing (laughs) this hasn't happened just to make that very clear (laughs) she's being very (laughs) self-deprecated but like it could happen it could happen happen. maybe not on that scale you know but still we have this we have this chance to discuss when we're uncertain 
or when we have an idea and we're not sure if it fits. Mm -hmm. Yes, because we've had lots of ideas that we haven't used because they detract from the actual story. Yes, everyone get ready for like novellas and prequels and origin stories and stuff. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to the next question. How long will our book be? I did some uh, basic math using the internet. <laughs> the way we uh, all do basic math. Mm-hmm. And it told me that the 80,000 words were at like 81,000 more or less right Actually, now. I'm not sure we've mentioned it but we did finish the first draft yes yes we did we did finish like, like the, the we first finished about three days story. ago I think yeah our goal was to finish by the end of the month and it is now the 20th so we finished like around the 17th or something yes we wrote um 35,000 words this month like in the first 17 days of November which is insane to me exactly um so yeah those 35,000 words added to the 46,000 that we already had made up like uh, 81,000 words I have a cat scratching at my door and it's very distracting I heard let her in you could hear oh shit okay (laughs) (laughs) I love it when Ellen's pets or kids come to check in on us it's the cutest thing ever she didn't hear that I think because she's not wearing her headphones hi the thing Ellen what (laughs) (laughs) okay so our total is like 81,000 words that translates to like around 320 pages which is a great size for yeah for what we set out I think that's a perfect size out of 300 something pages books that would be like full pages though like full pages full of writing not like half pages where one chapter ends and then the next one begins on the next page or something like not with like the chapter titles like halfway down the page or something we just have to go full on like classical, like Jane Austen, the way the chapters just start in the middle of the page yeah. where the last one just ended. Just, then it's about 320. Yes. Otherwise, it will expand to a bit more. Yeah, that's where we're at now. I don't think it will change a lot through editing, but we'll have to see because there are certain scenes that I haven't fully written yet. I did mm, put in like insert fighting scene here. <laughs> yeah, me too. Insert <laughs> war stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because I lacked the like creativity at that moment. Which um, again brings us back to it is a first draft. It does exactly. not have to be perfect. So I'm guessing we'll like end up probably around 85,000 words. That's probably. my guess. Um, I'm guessing we're going to add stuff, mm-hmm. not drastically, um, but we are going to add, but we also are going to take away because I'm pretty sure we did a lot of uh, description and feelings and say, stuff that we should come, you know, Condense. what's the word? Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> See how our brains work. It's so pretty. Level, condensed. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm guessing the book will be around like 350 pages or something. Like when it's fully edited and put into some kind of layout and stuff. I'm guessing that's where we'll end up. I'm excited uh, to find out though. Yes. I think like if we get to a point where we have like a proof copy, I'm just going to cry for an entire week or something. Uh, same. Yeah. I'll have to take vacation days or something to just <laughs> yeah. go into fetus position and not come out of it. Exactly. Same. Uh, so, do we have a title yet? Yeah. The most horrible question ever. <laughs> I absolutely hate giving titles. Yeah. I'm, I'm so bad. Titles are difficult. In my head, I'm calling it the stars at night. But I don't know why. Really? Yes. Okay. I I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> it was just suddenly there because I wanted to not call it the Vampire Project. <laughs> so it became the Stars at Night, and I have no idea why. See, in my it head, it just does not have a title, which is not helpful even at make all. Sense at all. No. Like, what does it that doesn't. even mean? <laughs> That's what it's called in my head. Also, it sounds like a Moya's book or something. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which is not really what we're going for. No. There's a lot of titles now that like have some kind of variation on uh blank of blank and blank like a cord of thorns and roses oh uh, yeah i know what you mean and there are so I, many of those now like that, the serpent and the dove that is because the cord kind of, of whatever it's called um is so popular like exactly. remember when uh jonas jonasson's book was uh the first one was hitting all the bestseller lists like the hundred year old who Jumped out the window yeah. and disappeared. And Super then long titles. Yeah. And then for just like two years, you would get all these books with the super long titles mm-hmm. and the very similar covers so that people would go to yes. the bookstore and assume that they would like that book as well or just pick up the wrong one because they can't fully remember what the other one was called. I'm not a fan. Me neither. I'm not a fan at all. If we st- start the trend for the next titles that's okay (laughs) dreaming big here um we've said that we're aiming for a trilogy we should get a series name yeah we should get a series name and three titles that fit together Mm, true can i can i put in a suggestion difficult for ourselves yes the series yes let's not call it the stars at night (laughs) i'm sorry thanks it makes no sense i appreciate it i know it doesn't make any sense my brain just doesn't make any sense most Uh, days we love it though her brain is amazing so yeah conclusion of this uh question we don't have a title absolutely not and we just found out that we need more titles than we knew so thank you for that question it added anxiety (laughs) We're just making it more and more difficult for ourselves. <laughs> um, I think 
the title will probably come once we've like rewritten the first draft into a second draft that completely makes sense because there are some things that just changed halfway through the story mostly because I added characters (laughs) yeah I I really liked the mode the moments though where we would just text each other by the way there's new characters now I invented some on the way I put in a plot twist (laughs) see if you can find it (laughs) I think like once we get to the editing stage and by editing stage I mean line edits just making sure that everything sounds pretty and is spelled correctly yeah the grammar actually I was asked just sorry side note I was asked the other day if I write on a typewriter and I was like that would be so cool but there's two points why that would never work first of all I would break my fingers all the time because my they would get stuck in between the keys also all my spelling mistakes would be there for eternity Mm -hmm. and I could not live with the shame I would love to write on a typewriter, though. They have modern typewriters, too, Sarah. Your fingers don't get stuck in between the keys anymore. What's the point of a modern typewriter when you have a computer? No, I get it. Because it's very romantic. But you have to have the ding, ding. And then when the page slides back. I don't know if it went ding. I learned to type on a typewriter. Just FYI. How old are you? We, we've established that before. She's 32. <laughs> I lugged a typewriter to like primary school to learn how to type. And everyone learned how to type on a typewriter. The entire class learned how to type on a and typewriter. And everyone just had a typewriter? You like rented one. Okay. <laughs> like we've fallen into a very random hole. I'm, I'm imagining you in like I don't know World War II setting <laughs> coming I'm gonna be a typist one day. We learned how to type like 10 fingers blind yeah on a typewriter yeah oh, wow I mean we did that did too in no middle one school, else but do this how really? far behind is Belgium like Switzerland is pretty far behind <laughs> but Sounds like Belgium is worse. You do have (laughs) running water and stuff. (laughs) I'm trying to remember how old I must have been. I mean, I learned how to type when I was in middle school. But on a computer, because we're not savages. Come on. (laughs) It was the most boring thing ever. And I loved it. I don't know what that tells you about me but I really like those classes because oh, me too had to write the word cafe a thousand times yes. so we would learn where the fucking keys are on the keyboard uh-huh. and it's mind-numbing and stupid and I absolutely loved it well imagine typing cafe a thousand times on a typewriter all the paper that's been wasted yes. that is just exactly. not sustainable I think I must have been 10 Wow, they were getting you ready for capitalism. They were like, she's 10, she needs to know how to type. (laughs) And then with 12, I had to go to the mines. 
No, at 11, I have to. I had to learn French. Oh wait, when did I have to learn French? Um, that was first year of middle school. So I was, I was 11 when I had to learn French, and then around 12, I think I started learning English as well. Same. Yeah, I was like 10 when I learned French, and then like 12, 13. 13 when I learned English was second year of like whatever you call it middle school you call because I I don't understand how any of that works <laughs> no it's different why because like primary school is like six to twelve and then you move on yeah and then like that's middle secondary school, school. No. yeah yeah and then it's and like 12 to 18 how many years of school do you have until you're 18 <laughs> 12 you have school you have like oh. toddler stuff until you're like from when you're three to till you're six and then when you're six you go to primary school yeah. then you're there for six years till you're 12 and then you go on to secondary school and then you're there for six years until you're 18 and then you d- can decide if you want to like go to university or something that's oh, how so it does work different yeah. does. Oh, so i uh, never i can never remember what middle school and high school and stuff is it just doesn't make any sense to me uh for us it's a little different you have like toddler stuff until you're six or seven mostly seven um and then you go to school like primary school for depending on where exactly in this country you live it's like five years or six years and then you move on to secondary school which i think is pretty much equivalent to to middle school and you do that for either three years or four years just in total you have nine years of school and then you decide whether you want to do extra schooling which would be high school and then after high school you can go to university or you you get a job and do like how old are you 15 16 you get a job at 15 I got a job at 15, yeah. You're telling me that they are getting me ready for capitalism? <laughs> you get a job at 15? <laughs> yeah. Everyone has to go to school to 18 here. Oh, I should have that's grown like, up where you are. That's the law. Yeah, you my country to sucks. go to school to 18. Like you, you don't get... You don't get... 15? What the fuck? <laughs> you don't get just a You're job. You're a child. How yes. do you get a job? You get You choose a job and then you do that job, but you, at the same time you go to school for like half the week and you learn stuff that is important for that job but also depending on what school you do you either do just schooling for that job or you do extra school like language learning and stuff I did the extra thing where I had language and history and stuff like that but if you don't do that you just learn how your job works and yes you are about 13 years old when you have to choose what job you want which is horrible because you are a child. How the fuck are you supposed to know how you want to spend your life? Which is why I am now an office worker. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I was 18. So I, I went to become a teacher, like worst mistake of my life, because I'm, that was not for me. I'm turning 30 in January. I hardly know what I want to do. We want to be writers, Sarah. Yeah, but no one's paying us for that. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah, true. We get it's, to that. It's fun. we have just gone way off topic. No but, way. Uh, <laughs> okay, 
we're going to try and get back on topic because otherwise are, this are episode is never questions? going to end there are more questions okay hit me why why the first world war and not the second that like one a question for me yeah that one was definitely decided um by ellen also because she has all the facts and the knowledge <laughs> and i'm more of the creative counterpart with the vampires and the mystical stuff i think the general idea was that there's too many stories about the world about world war ii and not enough about world war one yes that's definitely part of it like we forget also... that there was world war one sometimes because in literature definitely yeah but for some reason it just really stuck with me like this idea of just going to such incredible lengths of trying to keep even the smallest portion of your country safe that I wanted to know more and in school growing up we did learn a lot about the first world war although not really in depth it's not like we had like there wasn't time course. you had to yeah. typewrite as well so <laughs> well it wasn't so much in primary school but in <laughs> like secondary school the school that I went to was a hospital during the first world war so we had like pictures on the wall of one of the study halls that showed you people sitting like on straw making gas masks mm -hmm. and those are the things that no one ever talks about anymore There are so many amazing stories, things that really happened that no one talks about anymore. And I feel like that rich like history shouldn't just go to waste. So I had a lot of like fun, if you can call it that, because it was horrible at times to it's, read all of it's these. It's not things. going to waste. We're repackaging it, adding some vampires. Yeah, but it, I just have this morbid curiosity to know more all of the time. So I just dove into this research, trying to figure out a way how I could incorporate as many facts into this story because I want it to be real because mm -hmm. the truth is already horrible enough. We didn't need to add a lot to this story to make it even worse yeah just... like all the horrible things we did not invent no we just picked them out of history yes put them in our story yes exactly those are, the things, those are the things that really happened so why the first world war and not the second well who's to say that we're not going to write about the second world war <laughs> i mean we might get there eventually but the first world war has just fascinated me for such a long time and I was happy to get the opportunity to really go in deep and write about all, about all of these things that really happened in like a fictional setting so uh, it was just out of curiosity basically out of fascination and out of a sense of responsibility that we shouldn't just let these stories disappear I guess I just really wanted to. So we did. did. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the next question is about basically the second uh, part of the very basic setting of our story. Why vampires and not an other sort of magical creature? Yes. Good question. Why vampires? I think 
we talked about this like when we were like thinking about this story of course because i mean the prompt suggested suggested it yes right and the reason we liked it was because we could show characters that have been through a lot already they've been around for centuries basically they've seen war they know what it's like and i think that is part of the huge fascination about vampires is the scope of them Mm -hmm. um because they really have been around for centuries depending on you know how old your vampire is obviously but Mm -hmm. you can make them ancient so a little scuffle between humans is not a big thing to them but then along comes this fight that expands over the whole globe and we call it world war one because it was a world war and it is bigger than anything that ever happened before even for vampires yeah exactly so they have their experiences of the things that they've been through before they will always look at a situation and base their reaction on what they already know. That makes for interesting storytelling, I think, mm-hmm. because you can like mirror their emotions and actions and reactions. Also, human lives Opposite. are so short and fleeting. Like yes, exactly. everything we experience, we basically experience for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. Like right now, we have this pandemic going on still. It's the first pandemic for all of us. But it wouldn't be for It wouldn't vampires. be for a vampire. It would have been around for... The plague. The plague. I was just going... The Spanish flu. Yes, exactly. I forgot all the words. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's why we call right. Exactly. So they could be like, oh, well, last time it was mm-hmm. different. Last time we did this and that. Last time... We don't have a last time. We only have this now. Yes, so it exactly. is, is new. We are, you know, clearly not equipped to handle the situation um, because we don't have experience in it. But they will be like, I'll let them try. Last time they failed as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what fascinated us, I think. Yes, because we could put like the humans on the other side reacting to what's in front of them and then the vampire is going well that's not news though is it? yeah that also meant that we had to raise the stakes for our vampires because why else would they be involved in this world or in this war if they didn't have anything to do with it yeah so that added another layer on top finding the motivation for our characters was was a very fun journey yeah also, because we should sure. basically take it anywhere. I mean, that is, that is the fun nature of writing. You can do whatever the sh- fuck you want. True. But if you choose to like base part of like a large, large portion of your book on fact, then you have to find a way to make it interesting for all of the characters. I feel like we did yes, that. Very true. Like, we have very clear motivations. And our vampires don't just do stuff at random. Like It's based on their experiences and their characters like a combination of the two yes i think it makes sense what we came up with um mm-hmm. we did put a lot of time in it as well so i think we managed i hope we managed we'll find out from our first beta readers at some point i hope yes 
but first we need to fix some things. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that brings us back to this month and NaNoWriMo. So maybe I should just very quickly explain what NaNoWriMo is. It's basically where you challenge yourself to write 50,000 words in a month. That would mean you write 1,667 words each day for 30 days. Like that's the basic challenge. But everyone sort of does their own thing. Either they go for the 50K or they like challenge themselves to do or to reach some kind of goal. For us, it was finishing this first draft, which we did. We finished like the second part of our first draft this month. And like I said, that amounted to like 35,000 words this month. Um, so we're not interested in reaching 50K. We just used the system to basically keep track of what we were writing and how much we were writing, which is fun. Because to keep up like the motivation. Extra, yeah, exactly. It's extra motivation. That means that the status of our book is like first draft is finished and now we are going to reread the thing take notes fix little things and keep a list of the bigger things that need fixing mm -hmm. add some scenes maybe like mark some scenes that could be deleted and things like that so we have a lot of work still to come but like I'm excited I am too. I'm beyond excited. I'm so proud that we managed um, yeah. to actually write the entire second part of our first draft in this month, almost like half a month, actually. Half a month, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, and I'm excited to go on to fix yeah, and change and edit and then rewrite everything I'm, that has to be rewritten. I'm really looking forward to like getting it into shape or into a shape where it's good enough or I feel like it's good enough to share it with other people mm -hmm. and then I just and then get honestly, feedback yeah I'm so looking forward to having people read it and telling us what they think of it it is the because weirdest we... mix because I'm so excited for that part and at the same time my anxiety is like maximum level because what if it's shit but then we can fix it because I feel like we've been in this story for over a year now, like research and writing put together. We love these characters. We really like our story. Otherwise, you can't keep writing. If you're not obsessed with it, you can't write an entire story. You have to allow yourself to be obsessed with it. But that also means that you can become blind to some problems. And that's why you have people read your stuff. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They, they look at it with completely like unprejudiced eyes. They will read it and they will go like, this character doesn't have any motivation to do this thing. And you can go like, fuck. You're right. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> no, we need to change no. that. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you just write things to further the plot and those things aren't as strong as if you would write it with a clear motivation some things just won't make sense mm -hmm. but they will make sense to us in our head because we have like tons of background now 
on these characters. But if we don't explain it well enough, it won't make sense to our readers. And that's why you want people to read your stuff exactly. so that they can go, I didn't get it. And then you can look at it, see where the problem is, fix it, give it to them again. And they're like, oh, yes, that makes a lot more sense now. And that's how you build a book. That's how you build a book. Yeah. That's oversimplified, but you get the idea. I think we're just going to end this episode here. Thank yeah. you all. I hope you enjoyed this little Q&A. Um, yes. Thank you for listening. Stick around for the next one. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be another book-related episode or reading-related episode, I mean. Yes, um, most likely. Because we probably have another week to go before we have to wrap up our November. Spoiler, I haven't finished anything yet. So I have no idea what I would even talk about. Actually, I have finished a bunch of stuff. Just really? not any yeah. of the two that I set out to. <laughs> <laughs> Which are uh, not surprising. But yeah, stick around but you have for our wrap stuff. up to find out. I haven't finished anything yet so yeah stick around to find out if I actually do finish a book or if it's just going to be an episode where Sarah talks about all of the books she finished and I will be like uh-huh uh-huh cool <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> here's my list it's empty okay all right thank you so much for listening and we hope that you'll join us again next time we'll see you then bye bye